Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody, hope you are ready. Hope you are enjoying that autumn weather, that the leaves are crunching beneath your feet, that you're enjoying your pumpkin lattes or whatever pumpkin beverage you like to enjoy this time of year. Sitting back, relaxing, some hot cocoa, maybe some apple cider, some warm apple cider this time of year. Relax and enjoy some post-event matchmaking right here on a brand new edition of On to the Next One. I am Mike Heck. Welcome to the program. We are here to discuss the what's next for some of the notable names coming out of an, I would say, up and down UFC Vegas 41 event. And joining me in an attempt to put these puzzle pieces together, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and gosh darn it, he is my best friend, Mr. Alex Cayley. Happy Sunday, AK. It's good to be back with you as always. Oh, my best friend. Uh, all those things you mentioned sound lovely around this time of year as we are we're getting this East Coast autumnal weather coming in. Uh, but nothing warms me up quite like doing this podcast with you, sir. So <laughs> I am ready to go. This is uh, I, I, I like how you describe the card up and down. I think that's accurate. I don't think it was a bad event. I think I think it was maybe certainly better than last week and probably better than the week before that. <laughs> so did it hit it didn't hit the eight, but uh it didn't hit the eight. I think seven. I think it was like a solid right. seven, maybe even a little over. Uh, again, a good a good main event goes a long way. I think most people can agree. You you end you know, you end the night strong, and then you can kind of look back positively on some of the other things that happened. Which again, there were I think there were at least two or three other really good fights and then uh some nice finishes. So there was uh, you know, fourteen fight card, you're gonna have a couple of slogs. Um but other than that pretty good card so I'll, I'll go seven and if people want over want to go over seven 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 eight range i don't disagree well let us discuss what we did see to close the show because it was a good one and look controversy aside weight misses the unprofessionalism the silliness of it all throughout the week from one paulo costa we were treated 
to, in my opinion, one of the year's best fights between Marvin Vittori, who was victorious over the aforementioned Paulo Costa, and a light heavyweight matchup. And we've mentioned this a few times. Vittori is the hero of the week. He said 185, 195, 198, 205, heck, even heavyweight, whatever, Paulo, we are fighting no matter what. You are not getting out of this no matter what. And Vittori went out there. He did the damn thing. He turned babyface, and he won a tough, tough fight. But now what, AK? Now what do we do in a kind of interesting yet somewhat log-jammed 185-pound division? I think we have to go back to a fight that a lot of people wanted to see uh, after some of Vittori's other recent wins. I think the Sean Strickland matchup makes a lot of sense. I I understand the inclination to want to rebook the uh, Strickland-Rockhold whenever that happens. Rockhold is suffering from some sort of back injury, I think, right? Yeah, I think it was something like that, like a herniated yeah, disc. Maybe? Like a herniated disc. Gonna get at you know, depending depending on uh, recovery time. He's he's in good shape, but he, he could be back sooner rather than later. So Strickland might want to wait for it. But Strickland also strikes me as a bit of the impatient type, and Rockhold is not the type to rush back or uh, necessarily you know accommodate uh, his opponent's timelines. So rather than wait for him, I think Strickland should should look towards a, a fight with Vittori. One that moves him higher up the rankings should he beat Vittori. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in terms of name value, Rockhold might be, of course, is, is a bit of a bigger star. But if we're talking our rankings, I think anybody's rankings, Vittori is higher up there, especially after last night's performance. So uh, the trash talk, of course, would speak for itself. Hopefully wouldn't go too far out of bounds, though, seeing Strickland lately, God knows what he would say to hype up a fight with Vittori and vice versa, what, what Vittori would say in response. But I think it's worth it. And I think we get, uh, we get the same kind of chaos that we saw ahead of, ahead of uh, Saturday's main event. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the, what a lot of people thought about, but I think he is so far in the good graces of the UFC right now that I don't think the UFC will book that fight. I think that obviously favors Sean Strickland in terms of the future and what it could do and the stakes much more than it favors Marvin Vittori. So this becomes a little tough because the matchups that do make sense, we're a little far away from some of those fights because we have to wait to see how some of those play out. Like we have Derek Brunson and Jared Cannonier coming up in January. The loser of that would make a lot of sense. And as of now, it seems that all signs are pointing towards Adesanya Whitaker 2 taking place February 12th, which is my birthday, by the way, at UFC 271. That is not official yet, but that seems to be the direction this is all going. So it's kind of a two-choice because, by the way, Marvin Vittori took a bit of a beating in this fight, so I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Maybe it's definitely not going to be until 2022. On this day right now, I'm predicting Adesanya beats Robert Whitaker. And if that's the case, my top choice is Robert Whitaker. I think that makes the most spent, the most sense. The problem is Whitaker is not the most active fighter. So I will fall back on the loser of Brunson Cannoneer. That's sort of the ought no point choice, but I would like to see if Vittori could beat Robert Whitaker at some point. That's a fight that I would like to see. And I'm curious if Robert Whitaker is the middleweight version of Caitlin Chukagian where he could beat everybody but the champion. I'm curious to see if that's the case. So I'll go loser, Brunson, Cannoneer. I would like to see the Whitaker fight at some point, though. Yeah, as outside of uh, getting another run at Izzy, of course, I think Whitaker would be Vittori's number one choice. Like you said, he's in the good grace of the UFC right now. He knows it. He knows he did them a favor. Uh, they gave him an extra 50 Gs 
let's be let's call it what it is to get over some possibly more deserving uh, uh, candidates. The, again, uh, Vittori put on a great performance, but again, that was funny. The uh, the little the 50G hat tip and kind of the the fu to uh, to Costa. Um, so yeah, I think if you were to ask him, I think he'd agree with you. He he would want Whitaker should he lose. He would definitely want uh, Izzy should Izzy uh, lose to Whitaker. I still don't think that fight would happen. Um, it's just a little too soon to run that back a third time after one person's up 2-0 in the series. So uh, I agree. Would like to see Whitaker. I don't know. I just don't know if that's the one that happens. So. Yeah. And, you know, if he wants to come back in January, stay ready. You never know. If something happens to Canonera or for Mr. Brunson, Mr. Blonde Brunson, you could slide right in there and, and get a big fight there. So that's Vittori. Now for Paulo Costa, despite what he says, he will move up to 205. I mentioned this on the post-fight show last night. The fight to make is Paul Costa versus Iwan Kuchalaba. 205, pay-per-view main card opener. Let's do it. That's the fight, AK. Yeah, it's it's hard to beat that. Uh, I, I I just chose to go in a different direction for uh, to, 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 so I don't have to share an ought-no point with you, Mike. We are best <laughs> friends, but we're competitive friends, you know. I don't want to share the point with you when Costa Kuchalaba inevitably gets booked. I do think that's that makes a lot of sense. If I'm Kuchalaba, I'm doing some callouts right now. I, I I hope him and his team are are getting some some funny memes ready to fire at uh, Paulo Costa's direction and set that up because it just makes so, so much sense. But I'm going totally weird direction. I feel like as a weird sort of punishment, but also a fight that would be nice for him to get if he could beat this guy. Let's try Alexander Gustafsson. Um, Again, they may try to rebook him and Paul Craig. That That's certainly a possibility. I bet Paul Craig is that's what he wants. If that doesn't happen, let's go for some weird, again, light heavyweight, dabbled at heavyweight versus a middleweight who's now going to be presumably permanently a light heavyweight. Some, so, so some weird weight class shenanigans, which which I enjoy. Uh, and, and I would love to see what Costa would have to say about Gustafsson. Surely nothing. Gustafsson seems like a like a good dude so like a nice fellow yeah and it would it would be a very tough fight for costa i think he'd be, give, he'd be give, that's i mean gustafson's a real light heavyweight and he'd be giving up some serious size and reach but uh but costa's talented he could he, he could win that fight for sure so let's just go completely crazy and throw that out there i like that what i think the ufc will end up doing is if magomed ankalaev beats volkan ozdemir they're just gonna throw him right in there with ankalaev and see what happens because mm. I, I would favor Ankalaev heavily in that fight and that would be a nice little nice little nudge welcome to the welcome to the light heavyweight <laughs> division Paul you gotta take on the Ooh. most underrated fighter in our division a guy who could very well be a world champion in the next year or two so as our longtime listeners of this show know by now AK since Grant Dawson and Ricky Glenn fought to a spirited draw last night mm-hmm. no matchmaking for those gentlemen I'll simply just say Run it back. Let's get a winner, and they can move forward. But for today, we will not be discussing the futures for those two gentlemen, with all due respect, unless there's anything you want to add, my best friend. Way to not win, guys. Good <laughs> job. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As, uh, as Casey always says, you know, the only shame, a, a very good competitive fight, the only shame is uh, they're both now. Not, neither man gets their win bonus. Uh, I don't know how to change this. Again, if it were up to us, of course, it would just be higher base salaries. Maybe in, in, in event of a draw, both guys get their win bonus. But then, I mean, people wouldn't like that. People would be like, well, oh, well, now people are going to start fighting for a draw. Or, or who knows? There might be like, you know, they might arrange to. I, I can't imagine fighters doing that, though. That'd just be crazy. Maybe both guys get 50% of their win bonuses. I think that would be somewhat fair. But uh, again, someday, somewhere down the road, bigger, bigger base salaries. Get rid of this whole win bonus thing entirely. But uh, yeah, great effort from both guys. And if they run it back, I don't think I don't think anyone would be surprised. 
Jessica Rose Clark returned to action after mm. recovering from an ACL injury. She beats Jocelyn Edwards. Not an exciting fight. Not an exciting performance. Just being honest. But who gives a hoot, AK? Because she got two checks, and that's all that matters. Good on mm -hmm. her. A lot of talent there. She's getting better. So let's give her a test. Alexis Davis, AK. Alexis Davis is my choice. I can't. I, are you looking at my monitor right now? <laughs> What's that happening right now? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Of course, Alexis Davis is the right choice. Uh, another veteran, uh, some a little more experienced at 135, a great grappler, someone who is not going to get dominated in the ground. Well, I'll put it this way. If Jessica Rose Clark is able to dominate uh, Alexis Davis in the ground, like she did Jocelyn Edwards, I'd be very impressed. I, I, I sincerely doubt what will happen. Uh, Alexis Davis has excellent, excellent, excellent jujitsu and would make things uh, very difficult. So, um, And she's a scrapper on the feet. And we know uh, Jessica Rose Clark can strike a little bit. So uh, it'd be a very good test for uh, Jessica Rose Clark, a good name for her to fight. Uh, and the same goes for Alexis Davis. We'll see where Alexis Davis is uh, in her career. Uh, it's, it's, it's the right matchup for both women. I, 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 I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it, too. And speaking of veterans, <laughs> we move to Alex Caceres. Bruce Leroy, he not only beats Young Wu Choi, but he finished him. And what a performance because he was in trouble early. He got poked in the eye. This is like a knuckle-deep poke in the eye. He battles out of it. Gets the submission in the second round. And this man has won five in a row, AK. It is time for a step up against a guy with a number next to his name. Is it not? It definitely is. I'm curious to know how how high you went. We had a lot of people in the comments uh, on the post by show saying, top 15, top 15. And, and we've had this before. I think you said after every Alex Caceres fight, we have people saying, where's the top 15 opponent for Alex Caceres? He can't be denied now. In fairness, it is a very deep division. Like you could get... If, if, if he like he could settle for a top 20 opponent like a top 20 guy a top 25 guy at featherweight really is the equivalent of facing like a top 15 guy at like heavyweight light heavyweight um some of the thinner weight classes so uh so i don't know if he's guaranteed a top 15 i want to know how high i went pretty high mike i don't know how high did you go i went number 11 i believe okay oh you want me to tell you what it is oh yeah yeah, yeah. you go first yeah okay bryce mitchell needs a fight to come oh. back to Alex Caceres, he's a top 15 opponent. Mitchell's been out for a while, so we can't throw him like a top five. We just can't. He's been out since, what, October of 2020, since mm. that Andre Feely fight. So I think this is a good fight to come back to. Checks all the boxes. I know the one thing that could hold this one back, I know they're both under the same management umbrella, but I think this one makes way too much sense to ignore because we get to see how good Bryce Mitchell is Feely was a nice test, but you got Caceres who's won five in a row. He is a tough out for anybody right now. I like this one. I think this is the perfect fight to make. I like that. It is That is in the top 15, the t 10 to 15 range, which I think people like. Uh, he's tied for 14th on our MMA fighting uh, global rankings. I, so I, I technically I went higher in our rankings. I'm not sure where they are in the UFC rankings. Probably Mitchell is higher than the guy I'm about to mention. I'm going Arnold Allen. Uh, number 12 in MMA Fighting's global rankings. This was tricky because I did want to give him a higher-ranked guy, but just a, if you go a bit higher than that, it's a lot of people who are either matched up or kind of just a notch above where I feel like Alex Casera should be right now, like uh, who's in there. Again, guys who got matched up, like Danny Gay, Josh Emmett matched up anyway. Giga, obviously, is should be fighting higher, not back. Um Zombie again is just a bit too high for Caceres right now. So so there's there's names like that where it's just 
he's not quite there. Like we said, we want to go in that, that 15 range for sure. So I like Arnold Allen, undefeated in the UFC, certainly ranked uh, younger. I mean, a younger fighter, yes, less experienced, but he has a spot. He has a spot that Caceres could take. And and Arnold Allen has some good wins. Uh, Gilbert Melendez, Nick Lenz. So he's beaten experienced guys, but guys who I would say are a little bit, a little bit past their prime. I feel like Caceres is in his prime. So let's give Allen one more veteran test um, to help him kind of crack that and then finally get himself a top 10 opponent if he has some luck after this because uh, he also deserves a higher ranked uh, opponent. So I'm going to say Arnold Allen and Alex Caceres. That is a that's a pretty good choice. Mm. It just depends on how active Bruce Lee Ray wants to be because mm-hmm. Arnold Allen has not been able to come back. He had a hand injury in the Sadiq Yusuf fight. He has been... You know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. Here's what the UFC has wanted to do with Arnold Allen. Oh, my. Here we go. Here we go. November The November card with Holloway and Yair, they wanted to do Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen to headline that card. That was the plan. That was the discussion. It all came down to whether or not Arnold Allen would be cleared from the hand injury. He was not. In comes Holloway Yair. Then they were going to try to book Cater Allen in December. Didn't work. Allen's still not cleared. Josh Emmett is coming back. The the original plan for Josh Emmett was Arnold Allen. That was the original fight. That was the initial fight offer to Josh Emmett. You versus Arnold Allen, UFC 269, December 11th. Emmett was in. Arnold was in as long as he could get cleared. Still not cleared. So now Emmett fights Dan Ige. And then again, they're going to try to do Cater Allen in January, which I know there's reports out there that Cater's fighting Giga Chikadze, which is a possibility. But I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if it is not on MMAfighting.com, it is not done. That fight is not done yet. It's not. So we'll see what happens. But the UFC sees a lot in Arnold Allen. They're giving him big fights, big opportunities. He's just hurt right now. And that's why we haven't seen him anywhere. So that's the story with Arnold Allen. So the, it kind of makes sense to do the Bruce Leroy fight if Bruce Leroy wants to wait till like February, March. And it all depends on if Allen's injury can heal up as, as quickly as possible. Wow. Mike dropped out of nowhere. Unannounced. 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 You guys were not prepared. People were like, oh, I'm just enjoying some Sunday morning coffee and breakfast and, uh, and uh, you know, listen to some, uh, some matchmaking, some friendly matchmaking, and then spit take, just coffee all over this person's eggs and sausage right now after that fiery fiery mic drop but thank you mike for letting the people know that's what was you going gotta on. Let, you gotta let the people know apologies to people who, who their breakfast was ruined by <laughs> <laughs> mike's, mike's that, that impromptu mic drop but i mean these things come out of nowhere sometimes yeah you want to do that you want to do alan versus bruce Leroy? i am down i am in alan versus bryce yeah. anybody in the top 15 he needs to fight it's a top time. 15 guy it is definitely time, time. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. 
This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the US, so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Francisco Trinaldo, a.k.a., returned to the win column. He picked up a, uh, a not-to-write-home-about split-decision win over Dwight Grant. And, man, Dwight Grant, especially after that, that D-Rod fight, his stock was very high. We were like, he was, like, must-see TV, can't wait. Last couple of fights have not been very good. His performances have not been good. He's been a little gun-shy. And Francisco Trinaldo has now won four out of his last five, A.K., I am not ready to give him a huge step up at this time. I'm not, despite the nice run that he's on. So I'm going to go with Carlston Harris as my selection, AK. Ooh, yes. Is is Trinaldo now? I mean, at a new weight class, which is it's weird. It's kind of a fresh start for him, but it also, given his experience and his 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 advanced age, to put it nicely, he's what 40, 43 years young. Yes. It does all. It does kind of look like well, he's moving up into a new weight class but is already a gatekeeper of sorts okay maybe he'll prove us wrong he's been proving people wrong for friggin when he started fighting 2000 he's been proving people wrong for 15 years so but at this point i do think that is how the usc views him and as you mentioned it's not like him and dwight grant blew the doors off with this fight on saturday so uh i i'm, I'm the same with you i went with someone uh not as not as um uh, not so prospecty as Carlson Harris. I'm going to go with uh, hot chocolate Danny Roberts. Um, hat tip to uh, one of our listeners, Seamus Law, who suggested that Trinaldo face the winner of um, uh, uh, sorry, that Danny Roberts face the winner of Trinaldo and Dwight Grant. So I like I think I, that must have stuck in my mind. So I, I went to double check and yeah, that was that was uh, one of our listeners' ideas. So thank you, Seamus. Uh, I do like it. I like um, it's again good for me. This is less about building a prospect. It's more like a fun fight. And then again, kind of seeing. If this Trinaldo at welterweight is like a, is like a, the real deal or not? Because again, he lost his first fight to Muslim Salikov. No shame in that. King of Kung Fu is really good. Split decision over Dwight Grant. Again, close fight. No shame in that either. But I still don't know how viable he is at 170. Yes. Main card kicked off with Nick Negum. I, I never get this guy's name right. Negumariano. Negumariano. Think like Megumi Fuji. The first part, like Megu. So Negu. Negu? And then the, the second part Mariano. Is, the, the second part is really no. Mariano. Negu Mariano. I, 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 uh, there's a lot of Romanian people. He's Romanian, I think, right? Uh, yes. 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 There's a lot of... I, I, li I live in a... I used to have Romanian neighbors. I, I have uh, quite a few Romanian people in my community. So uh, I can... Those names I can kind of get. So, okay. So think, 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 think Megu Megu, but Negu <laughs> Mariano. Mariano. Negu Mariano. Or Nico. Or just Nico. You know, Nico. Like Nico. Nico knocks out... Ike Villanueva, in quick fashion, seemed a little controversial because of the back of the head. I have no issue with it. I thought Ike was out well before those strikes. I had an issue with the ref pulling him off and him still delivering blows. But uh, it is what it is. It's a fight. Things happen. And 
as much as I like Ike Villanueva, not only was I, I think he knocked out in this fight, but I think he's probably knocked out of the UFC as well with this loss. Um, second straight win for Nico inside the octagon. What do we do with him at 205? Uh, well, first, I want to quote uh, EKC Lydon. And people, you can send your angry responses to at EKC on Twitter, all right? Uh, just just at him publicly. Uh, who, who I, I want to say joked that uh, blows to the back of the head should be legal if you were going to win the fight anyway. Uh, and I, you know, he's it's like a tongue-in-cheek comment, but I think we do see a lot of fights where there's a closing flurry and the fists are flying from the, uh, you know, the the offensive fighter. And uh, I mean, there's no way some of those shots don't land at the back of the head when someone's like scrambling around on the ground and trying to survive. So I think that's what Casey was saying. <laughs> he also could just be being Casey. So people uh, let him know your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, good performance by Nico. Uh, he's precocious. You know, he's precocious. Uh, you hate you hate to see people continue to, to like I said, strike after this fight's been called. But uh, hat tip, another hat tip to a listener. Marcus McGahey, who I think was the only person who mentioned this recently. Uh, Tefan and Chukwe. Tefan and Chukwe, I agree with that. I like that for uh, Negu Marianu next. They're kind of in this cluster with other guys uh, at light heavyweight, um, like uh, William Knight and uh, Daniela Marquez. There's this cluster of like two and one, three and one guys. So doesn't quite break out of that. Kennedy and Zuchuku is in there as well. Doesn't quite break out of that with this win, but these guys are now in position to kind of step up to the next tier, depending how they if they end up getting matched up with each other. Yeah. Um... I'm within that cluster as, as well myself. Mm-hmm. Um, this was probably the easiest pick in my eyes. You, oh, really? you mentioned you mentioned the name already because I mean this guy's name gets thrown out all the time on the yes. show. It doesn't matter how highly ranked the fighter is, but I think it works perfectly here. William Knight versus Nico. I think this is the right time, the right matchup for both guys. It's sensical, mm-hmm. you know, two guys that aren't giant veterans of the sport I, I just think it works this is the time 205 is not that loaded and you mentioned this cluster and i feel like those two guys at, the, at this point this is the fight to make so i like it could really go so many different directions with this one so now we head to the wild card round ak i'm excited for this one this should this should be interesting this should be fun we had a a lot of prelim fights i think we had eight of them some in, some good performances some Good up-and-coming names, some interesting individuals that we could put in this spot. So now we're going to matchmake for a fighter that we have not matchmade for yet, whether it was a prelim winner, main card loser, whatever you see fit, AK. Who is your UFC Vegas 41 wild card selection? I got to go with a guy who, now that I'm looking at it, this guy might be one of the of the finalists for breakout fighter of the year. I hadn't I hadn't really thought about it after his, I think after his used to debut I had an inkling of how special he was. Gregory Rodriguez, Robocop. He's only twenty nine years old, which is a bit shocking. He looks he's an older looking guy. Uh is four and oh and you know, he, he he didn't make it on the contender series last year, Mike. You know, he got he lost to Jordan Williams. And I guess, you know, sometimes that's 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 the last we see of some of these guys, but uh, he rebounds with two big wins in the LFA. Uh, so these are, this is all in 2021. Two wins in LFA, two first-round knockouts, including one that won him the LFA uh, middleweight title. And then very quickly turns around two weeks later to make his debut against Disco Todorovic and, and what I thought was a good fight. Uh, wins by decision there. And then beats one of, I think, the toughest guys at middleweight right now, a guy I think a lot of fighters um, would not are kind of not, not avoiding, but definitely not looking forward to fighting, Jun Yong Park. And it kind of has to come back and do, score this standing TKO. So he's a da- he's such a dangerous guy. And hasn't even gotten to show his grappling yet, by the way. He's actually like an like a really good grappler. And I think anyone who's seen uh, Robocop this year thinks he's just like a, like a Paulo Costa like like uh, you know bomb thrower. He's actually a really good grappler too. So um, 
I like him for I, I like him. Uh, I, I don't know this happen before the end of the year. If it did, and he wins this fight, he might be my breakout fighter. I'd like to see him fight uh, Mahmoud Mordov. That's just fireworks waiting to happen. Mahmoud, insanely talented, had a bit of a setback against a veteran uh, friend of the show, of course, Gerald Mearshart. Um, and and there's no shame in that. So I want to see him get back on the saddle, face a tough guy in Rodriguez. And I think one of these guys is a sleeper to be in the top 15 uh, by next year. I like that fight a lot, AK. I'm going a little bit of a different direction. And look, there's a cliche thing in MMA matchmaking, and I've said it at least once already today. But this particular piece of business will literally check off all the boxes. Jeff Molina is an, is an exciting talent. He's super good. 2-0 and in the UFC. Great fight on the Contender Series. A very, very, very tough out for a lot of guys already in this division. Even established top 15 guys, Jeff Molina is a tough out for all of them. He is, by definition in my mind right now, he is about as high risk, low reward of a fight that you can have at the flyweight division right now. There are not going to be a lot of 125ers on this roster that are going to see a ton of value in fighting Jeff Molina right now. I just don't see anybody. Like, I'm not going to compare him to the way I, I viewed Marab at 135 for a while because obviously they're two completely different fighters with two completely different styles. But I feel like this is kind of a fair comparison because no one wants to fight Marab in the top 15. And when he was on his way up, nobody even in the top 20 wanted to fight Marab. No one's going to be excited to see that guy's name on a contract. So I was thinking last night, wouldn't that be a perfect way for the matchmakers to bring in Jake Hadley to the promotion? Prospect battle, yes. Tough fight for both, yes. But this fight, if the matchmakers view Jake Hadley as this problem, as a way to make Dana White eat some crow, perhaps, for signing him off the Contender Series after the weight miss on the Contender Series... I know Hadley already has a call. He wants Francisco Figueredo. Bumpkiss, AK. Bumpkiss. We are the UFC matchmakers. We're not giving this man what he wants. No, we're going to give him Jeff Molina. Plus, the most important box that this checks off outside of the business end, this fight would be absolutely insane. Insane. Fight of the year potential. So that's the pick. Jeff Molina, Jake Hadley, get it done, UFC. Your move. Shut down the show. Shut down the Mike, let's end the show. You've Good done, night, everybody. You've done it again. You've done it. We are not with respect to the listeners who again had a lot of amazing suggestions this week. We're not topping that. I think that's <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, I will I will acknowledge uh, one of our listeners who who did recommend that as well. And then when I saw it, I like I had the same not the same reaction I had now because you sold it so well. But this person when I saw it mentioned, I was like, oh wow. I was like, yeah, that's that's the one. So I'm glad you uh, articulated that for uh for some, I'm sure there's other listeners who who, who mentioned it and maybe can't figure out why it's such a special matchup. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, very Hadley, very controversial already after his uh, contender series win, uh, the weight missed and getting the contract and the run-ins with the matchmakers and oh, him and Molina would be so good. That'd oh be God. so good. It's incredible. That is I an like incredible it. fight. That's how you use contender series. This is how contenders contender series is supposed to do. It's like have supposed to get you know you're supposed to get to know fighters, and I feel like that hasn't been happening a lot lately. I feel like we know a lot about Jake Hadley, both because of the show and of course because of your interview, Mike. But um, yeah, that's oh, I want it now. <laughs> Mike, I want it now. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, listen, I we'll we'll dig into the check the tapes. Let me just throw this out there because I had so many people message me about this. You don't get a full Otno point if 500 other people pick the same fight. 
Okay. Who's 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 asking for this? Who's who's doing this? Everyone, as soon as Wa as soon as we confirm Joaquin Buckley oh, versus uh, Abdul Razak yes. Al Hassan, everyone's like, yes. oh, I want the Atno point. Everybody picked that fight. I think everybody but me picked that fight because I wanted to go against the norm. So I mean, if you want like a fraction, if you want a crumb of an yeah. Atno point, have it. Have at it. it I I don't mind. Uh, like I don't like. I think maybe maybe they don't listen to every show or something. But yes, guys, that is one of the. Or you will share a point. You will share a point. You, do, you, you if you don't listen to the show all the time, that's fine. I understand. Maybe you don't realize you didn't hear that other people had mentioned it. Uh, maybe I need to do a better job of mentioning all the consensus picks. Sometimes I skip over some of them. But Buckley Al Hassan was definitely one that we pointed out as a very very popular uh, listener pick. So uh, again, share the point with your fellow listeners, guys. But uh, and we don't mind the reminder that uh, that you that you called it, but. You'll get your due with everyone else. I'm sorry. Yes. Are there any, any other check the tapes or any mic checks or anything like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So as you said, Buckley versus Ahasan, shared point, January 15th. Also on January 15th, uh, Chukagan versus Jennifer Maya 2. That was also mentioned by a few people. So whoever mentioned that, you, you, uh, take your take your share of that point. And uh, Ige versus Josh Emmett was another popular pick uh, that's going down. Sounds like UFC 269, December 11th. So share that one. Thomas Collins, I think was the only one who called for uh, Calvillo versus Andrea Lee. I could be wrong. That fight kind of got thrown together now because uh, Calvillo is jumping in. It's Calvillo jumping in, I think, right? Calvillo is replacing uh, just a guy. Yes. I believe Calvillo is jumping in for just a guy on November 13th. So uh, Thomas Collins said, do I get a point for that? Yeah, I think so, even though it wasn't the original matchup. Oh, oh, hold on. Mike is... I, I thought about this. Yeah, I mean, if you're giving it to him, I'm with you, my best friend. Okay. I was going to look for a ruling on situations like this. I was trying to remember. I think it's come up before. Maybe we didn't give the full point. Uh, maybe I'm feeling generous. The sun's out. It looks like it's, a beautiful, looks like it's going to be a beautiful autumn day. Uh, so the new rule going forward until we change it back again, uh, whatever it was before, the new rule going forward uh, is uh, sure. You'll get a point if there's a replacement. Your, your, your idea was no replacement. So that's November 13th. And then uh, we had a little AK check, but a nice one, a nice AK check. Uh, Michael Conifry letting me know that you can send videos over DMs on Instagram. So uh, I, I had questioned last week, is that possible? I don't remember how it came up. I'm, I'm very old and uh, apparently you can. And he sent me a quick little video just letting me know, uh, which is very nice. And, and you can send them like you can send Snapchats too. I guess you can send them like they disappear after a while. So I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days with their, their social medias. I'm not, I mean, people, I'm just saying people don't start sending me all these crazy videos, please. But uh, if you want to say hello, I, I welcome it. We had a mic check last week, AK. We had a mic check last week yeah. from our good friend Tristan Gordet, who was uh, one of those individuals. He, he sent you the mic check, and you read the mic check out. Uh, <laughs> I responded in kind. And Tristan Gordet, who, by the way, who's one of those individuals who wanted the Otno point for Buckley Al-Hassan, uh, after my rant, responded not long after. And here's what he had to say. Okay, Mike, I understand what you are trying to say now. Adrian Yanez isn't the same caliber of a prospect as Shafkat Rachmanov is. Had Ponzinibbio fought Rachmanov instead of Yanez and won, then this would be a different conversation. Ponzinibbio would then have a legitimate argument on not fighting another upcoming prospect. And you're probably right. I don't think Ponzinibbio has that type of power to just turn down fights from the UFC. Many of the welterweights are probably booked, and Jeff Neal was probably ready to get back in there. So this was the offer the UFC gave to Ponzinibbio, and he took it right away. Once again, Mike, you were right. Touche, my friend. Touche. Thank you, Tristan. Well said. And 
we have a little we have a little addition to the mic check. We have somebody who contributes to the program all the time, Patrick Austin. We read his messages and his matchmaking suggestions quite often. Here's what he had to say. I'm not entirely sure if I like my last place spot being taken up by this Tristan character. I have to step my game up. You gentlemen created a title without even knowing it. I've been listening to all the shows and I'm about to make a challenge for the smartest listener of the show. Tristan, I issue a friendly and respectful challenge. This is from Patrick Austin. I, I, this is, what, what are we doing? We're stemming this inter-listener inter battle about who the smartest listener of Otno is? I mean, I don't know if I'm happy or sad. Is this an Otno matchup within Otno? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Instead of what the person doing on? a full spreadsheet, we just have them battle it up for Otno points. Uh, fantasy, which, fantasy Otno? Loctagon says the spreadsheet is ready. <laughs> oh uh, shout out to Loctagon. <laughs> I told him, I told him, I don't know how much time we have this week. I, I uh, actually will probably have a normal length show this week. I, I was worried that we wouldn't. I, I do have somewhere to be uh, as we're recording the show. But uh, I told him, let's hold off. I think maybe we'll even hold off after the two pay-per-views. Maybe we'll wait for the uh, the fight night after. I imagine it'll be a bit, you know, uh, with respect to what's what's the fight night after. Um, Listen, we got to fill two shows at the oh, end Holloway of the year. Run. Oh, this is true. But either way, we'll, we'll debut it early. Maybe it's not something we'll bring up every week. But I do like uh, Lockdown said it's ready. He's clearly been putting the work in despite I have the DMs to show it multiple times. Me telling him, you don't have to do this. You can stop this project anytime you want. He has been toiling away, so God bless you, Loctagon. I, I, I will. I am entertained, and I think a lot of the listeners will be too, uh, by the fact that you even did this. But uh, yeah, maybe after the Holloway Rodriguez card. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Then November thirteenth, we'll we'll unveil it. So tentative, no, no guarantees. Tentative. <laughs> uh, after the next fight night, the next two pay reviews, let's focus on that. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll find out uh, who our our points leader is, if not our champ. I don't like this hierarchy. This is wild. I don't like this the, this culture we're creating. That's not what we're about here. That's not what we're about. But it's friendly and respectful, and it that is, is okay. the culture we're creating. Yes. Thank you, Tristan. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. AK. Go ahead. 
the oh, rules yes. of the, the 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 rules of the octagon, if you will. Yes, people. Uh, let's let's get to the listener suggestions here. Remember, we're going to try and focus mostly on winners, as you should as well. I understand if you want to send in loser picks for hot no points, that's fine. You can always uh, remind me about those when you when if they come up. Categories rule: We really like to favor unique picks. Uh, fighters could already booked people. This happens a lot, all the time. People, pay attention, please. Uh, you may have just made some other mistake. What wrong weight class? The people fought already recently, and you forgot. Someone's clearly injured for a long time won't come back someone's been released it's happened uh, this week as well uh you pick which might be do do and we don't want to read it and uh, a recent rule of course people stop sending in picks for tim means because uh i'm lobbying for robbie this is hashtag lobby for robbie uh in this business and uh until that fight happens which it will i don't want to hear tim means picks <laughs> all right here we go let's get right into this thing um where are we? Poppy underscore Bryant, a longtime uh, contributor to the program, says, keep these afternoon cards coming. They're great for us Eastern Canadians. So we got another Canadian in, in our midst, AK. What's up? That? Eastern Canada, what's up? Uh, he said, P.S. before the picks of Bader beats Moldovsky. Do you think they'll give Fedor the title shot? By the way, I don't think Moldovsky's going to fight Bader. I think they're just going to go right with Fedor. I think that's yep. exactly what they're going to do. I think AK agrees. Wild card yep. pick, he goes with... David Onama versus Luis Saldana. That's, oh, that's, a, good that's a crazy fight. I that's like good. it. Negu Mariano versus Alexander Gustafson for his <laughs> light heavyweight return. Easy oh. fight night co-main event or pay-per-view feature prelim. Uh, Trinaldo versus Danny Roberts, AK. How about that? Yeah, thank you. There we go. I think I saw one of my listeners, chime in, uh, the, my listeners contributors throw that out there too. Caceres versus Ilya Teporia. I wanted it when Teporia beat Hall, and Caceres is ranked number 15th. Now it's the other mm. way around, and I still want this fight. Yep, it's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Clark versus Carol Hosa. Uh, like that one. Then there's the draw, and he, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, Vittori versus Whitaker if he loses to Izzy, but since that's not, that fight's not even made, for no purposes, he's going with Sean Strickland. Uh, and then he just says, no picks from your boy next weekend, not buying two pay-per-views back-to-back weekends. But maybe we'll find nefarious means to watch it. Uh, Brandon Nunez. This card saved us from the dumpster fire of last week. Uh, keep up the great work, you two. Uh, Onama versus Lando Venata. I believe Venata is booked, but maybe afterwards. Caceres versus the winner of Dewadu versus Trezano. Glenn versus Pichel. Dawson versus Marco Matson. Costa versus the winner of Brendan Allen versus Tavares. Ooh. He's going to 205. Come on. Marvin Vittori <laughs> versus the loser of Brunson versus Cannon Air. John Ray. First things first, I got to watch The Last Emperor for the first time. So that's awesome. Cool. I hope Fader retires. If not, give him the winner of Fortune versus Vassell. Uh, he likes Francisco Trinaldo versus Nicholas Dalby. Alex Caceres versus Damon Jackson. Come on. Top 15 picks for Alex Caceres. <laughs> what else does he have to do? Uh, he's on the Jessica Rose Clark, Alexis Davis train, Paulo yes. Costa versus Ewan Kuchalaba. Oh, that's that's a big one. And Vittori versus Whitaker if he loses. Yes. Who is, who is this listener? Uh, this is John Ray. John Ray. See, that's cool that he saw Fedor fight for the first time. And this is something I was saying on the post-fight show, Mike, that, that I love that uh, Bellator made made it a big, like, did such a good job, I thought, with the presentation of, of the card in Moscow, giving that kind of, like, Russian flavor, like that special event flavor. Uh, because you never know who's going to be watching something for the first time. I assume it's not his first time watching Bellator, but his first time watching Fedor. And he kind of, I think, without knowing anything about him, other than I think they did a great job with the video packages. 
Um, and like I said, the, his entrance and everything, and of course he 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 delivered in the performance. So I think that's so cool that um, this is his first Fedor fight, and he got to see like a real, really get an idea of why this guy is so special um, to so many fans. So uh, that's very cool, genre. I get it. Wow. Now peeling back the curtain a little bit, I don't look at these until literally we go on the air and mm-hmm. we go live with them. M underscore Ruffles one fifteen literally created this like beautifully presented spreadsheet i mean this is I incredible saw this and i'm like i'm not i'm making mike read this i'm like i <laughs> he he not I only this. he not only is match made for vegas 41 he's match made for bellator 269 he match made off the contender series this past week yes and he and match he- made for the return of gordon ryan yes yeah, what is that what's wno what is that uh, Gordon Ryan grappled Phil Rowe, I believe, uh-huh. on that WNO grappling What's event. W- what is WNO? What is that? No idea. No gi? Is that a no gi? Yeah, thing? I think a world no okay. gi organization. Oh yes, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm 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 a jujitsu philistine, guys. All right, I admit it. I don't know. I'm a noob. I'm a noob. This is impressive. Uh, all right, I'm overwhelmed. If we're being honest, okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna read the Vegas 41 ones. You look a little. You look a little verklempt. I'm a little verklempt. Oh, very, very cool though. Very cool. Uh, Vegas 41. We're going with Vittori loser Brunson Cannonier, Costa Kuchalaba, Dawson Omadson, Glenn Malarkey, Clark Ladd, Caceres Mitchell, Trinaldo Silva, Claudio Silva, uh, Negu Mariano, Knight, Rodriguez mm-hmm. Roberson, Jones Bahamandes. If his fight falls out. Richie Godinez, I love that fight. That is an excellent match made fight right there. I, I don't want to match them up yet. I don't know. Oh, come I don't on. want to match them up yet. Pickett Todorovic, yeah. Herbert Jacasey, Melina Nam, Tyson mm-hmm. Nam. Yeah, it's not bad. Marcos against the winner of Pene Pinheiro. Jonathan Martinez versus Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones is booked, by the way. He's fighting Hyote Barcelos. This is a new, this is a brand new fight made. So oh yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna blame That's you. That's right. This is a pretty nice. I will say this is pretty nicely organized. Uh, I, I I guess just because I couldn't copy and paste it. Um, Maybe that's why I was so lazy about wanting to look at it. <laughs> it does. It is. Re- you did a really good job here, Ruffles. Yes, you did a really good job. We have a new listener, Casey Ryan. Uh, first time contributor, been listening. Oh, oh. You, didn't, you didn't read any of, you didn't want to read M. Ruffles contender series or Beltor, any of the, we, no, well, you have things to do. No, <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. To do. There's only yeah, so if we had time. a longer show, I, do, I would do it. I do want to say the Marcos Penne, I guess he's, uh, if Pinero won that she fought Marcos, right? Wasn't that the DQ? Uh, was it? Am I crazy? Yeah. And that's who's fighting. It's not Pinero, right? That's fighting. She's fighting Penne, right? Yes. But I mean, but I guess I guess he could be suggesting they rematch it because it was a yeah. disqualification. So that that's not uh, completely wrong. And then what was the other? Sorry, one of these others caught my eye. Um, the loopy one. Yeah, I guess you mentioned that. Oh, Aspen. Oh, that's Aspen. Lad just Rose Clark. One thing. One thing I'm surprised with the Jessica Rose Clark one is that so many people are kind of vaulting her up against a top fifteen. Uh, uh, bantamweight and like I, I bantamweight's pretty thin, so I guess that doesn't mean much. But I don't know. I was surprised that after that win, I, I see a lot of pretty ambitious matchmaking for her. Casey Ryan, new contributor, said he's been listening to Otno for almost a year now. One of my favorite oh. MMA podcasts. You guys are great. Thank you. I drive all Thank day you. for work as a termite tech, so MMA provides a lot of great MMA podcasts for me to get me through the drives. Also, my birthday is Tuesday. <laughs> If you need more of an incentive to read my picks, LOL. All right. So <laughs> Happy Casey, birthday in advance. Happy advance birthday. Casey, just bringing the heat here. Uh, for Negum Arianu, it's wide open. I still think he needs a win or two outside of the top 15 before we give him someone ranked. I'm going with Ed Herman. 
Ed is an old school guy who will stand toe to toe with Nick if he marches forward. He's durable enough to take his shots. For Trinaldo, Anthony Martin, although Anthony hasn't fought since 2020, Anthony Rocco Martin is actually no longer in the UFC. He's a free agent mm. uh, and he's dealing with some injuries and health issues and stuff like that. Uh, really cool to see Caceres with such a successful career resurgence. He's even spoiling prospects right now. He's now 5-0 and in his last five. Definitely earned a ranked opponent. I'm going with Thug Nasty, sitting at number 15. I uh, was really rooting for Clark for her return. Although her performance was dominant, it was very disappointing. She's sitting right outside the top 15. He's going with Sarah McMahon for that Jessica Rose Clark I think fight. People saw, I think people are like, well, let's see her out-wrestle this. Let's see her out-wrestle this opponent. And it's like, okay, okay you, yeah, you definitely, won't, you definitely won't see her out-wrestle Sarah McMahon. That's for sure. He wants the Dawson... He feels the Dawson-Glenn rematch works. Mm -hmm. uh, what's he going with Marvin here? Marvin should get the utmost praise for all that he endured in this fight and with all weight, all the weight bullshit. Problem is, it's unlikely he'll face Izzy again, at least not anytime soon. So I think he should face Strickland. The winner of Brunson Jared is getting the next title shot, and no one else is stacking up wins at middleweight. I know they've trained together, but I feel like they're both the types to put that aside. Paulo should absolutely move to light heavyweight and face someone in the top 10, maybe Santos, Anthony Smith, or Dominic Reyes. So thank you, Casey. Appreciate that. Harry Duoskin? I got the Harry Duoskin pick? Isn't that, doesn't that always go to you? Normally. This is over IG? This is over IG. Oh, okay. There, I get it. I get it. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. What did he say? Tell Alex I'm never submitting to him again. My heart broke when he didn't read my better matchups. He's smart. I don't He's smart. I don't, he, imagine he knows with, I don't imagine what those could be. <laughs> Harry, playing, playing the smart role because he knows if I'm going first, he'll probably get his red. We might have to flip-flop. Mike, he's, he, your he's your problem now. <laughs> uh, rebook Martinez versus Nathaniel Wood as long as Wood's hands issues finally clear up. If not, Mario Batista for a clash of two strikers. Molina versus Tyson Nam might feel like a big step up. A flyway to shallow. Molina has looked good so far. Herbert versus... Kazula Vargas, Marcos versus Penne, Pickett versus Todorovic, Jones versus Hadzovic, Rodriguez versus Christoph Yako. Obama Cop has ranked potential, but his durability and constant backing to the fence seem to put him at some risk as he gets higher in the ranks. Someone Obama Cop. That's like, <laughs> very funny. Someone like Jonko won't test the durability, but will test his skills. Negu Mariano versus William Knight. Trinaldo versus Matt Brown. Bam Bam winner. Trinaldo isn't a contender at this point. Just give him fun fights. Caceres versus Edson Barboza. If you put value on the comp, Caceres is beaten for the five-fight win streak. Andre Feely, if you don't. Grant versus CDF rebooked. You're going to give... No. I don't agree with you, Harry. You can't give Grant Dawson a top 15 guy. I know he's originally booked with the top 15 guy. He fought Ricky Glenn. They fought to a draw. You can't reward him with another top 15 fight. You just can't. Pretty mm -hmm. Ricky versus Jalen Turner. Paulo Costa versus Ryan Spann. Spann is not very good, but is very, very big. Uh, and he likes Vittori versus the Brunson Cannonier loser. No exciting matches for Vittori's in a weird spot. Thank you, Harry. Let's fly through this kind of quick. Chris London, Vittori Strickland, Costa Ankalaev. Good call on that one. Uh, he likes Dasa Pichel, Clark versus Hosa, Caceres versus Nate Landwehr, uh, Negu Mariano versus Knight, Obama versus Bruno Silva. <laughs> so we had Ona so we had Onama and a fighter who looks like Obama on the same card. Yes, and amazing. Yeah, I, I actually like because I was doing the play by play on Twitter, so I was anything I tweeted was from my phone. So when I anytime I tweeted out Onama, it 
autocorrected to Obama every single time. I was amazed. I'm not going to lie. I knew you were doing that. I knew you were on uh, the handling at the, uh, the UFC tweets. And I'm like, he's definitely going to tweet Obama at least once. I checked <laughs> and I'm like, I was amazed you did. I was like, well done. Well, done. I, sw- I don't know how you didn't do it. Like, yeah, if you were on your phone, I'm like, man, there's no way he's not going to. This guy's not going to say Obama like one time. Craziness. Uh, he also likes Mason Jones versus Jalen Turner, Jai Herbert versus Jamie Malarkey. Max Sherman, longtime listener, making Otno picks for the first time. Costa versus Dominic Reyes. Rose Clark versus Julia Avila. Avila's fighting with Cal Pennington, so we can't do that. Cazares mm-hmm. versus the GOAT, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall also booked against Derek also Minner. Robocop versus Julian Marquez. Uh, Molina versus Nam. A lot, of, a lot of love for Molina versus Nam. I dig uh, it. Welcome. Uh, a couple of mistakes there for your first time, but welcome. Was it Ma- Max Sherman? Yes. Welcome, Max. Welcome. Let's tighten up. Let's tighten up these picks a little bit next time, buddy. We got you, buddy. Uh, Francesco, our fan from Italy. Vittori, it's very difficult to match, so I go with the fun catchweight fight with Anthony Smith. All right. Why not? Costa versus Pujanowski at heavyweight. All right. Now we're talking. Oh my God, now please. we're talking. Dana White, please make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Clark versus McMahon. Caceres versus Mitchell. Trinaldo versus Dalby. Nego Mariano versus Enchukwi. Dawson, I think he won versus Marco Madsen. Mm. Uh, Mason Jones or Jones versus Pimblitz. Can't do. Uh, well, he could. I don't know if they uh, will. Uh, Manage the same guy. Well, yeah, but they've been asking for it because uh, this is a, a rematch, I think, right? It was a rematch from. Yeah. Oh, it was either a rematch or sorry, or a fight that didn't happen. It, in, yeah, I don't think they fought. I don't think so. Right, sorry, so they missed each other. It's pe- people wanted to see them fight in Cage Warriors, and it's just the timing. The timing didn't match up. Yeah. Uh, Marcos versus McKenna. Uh, Gerard Biagin. Vittori either has to wait for the top four to finish their bouts or take a risk against Strickland. Costa versus Span. Dawson versus Glenn, too. Cazares Feely. Uh, Nikolai versus Nchukwi, Trinaldo versus Mickey Gall. I don't mind that one. Rodriguez versus Jordan Wright. That's a crazy fight. Uh, Tristan Gordet. Welcome back to the oh show. Oh my gosh. My All right. Main card middleweight Marvin Vittori versus the loser of Derek Brunson versus Jared Cannonier. Featherweight Alex Caceres versus Sadiq Yusuf. Yusuf would be the perfect fight to give Alex since Yusuf is, a rank, is ranked and Alex is now on a five fight win streak. Uh, wild card: Gregory Rodriguez versus Puna Soriano. Flyweight: Jeff Molina versus Bruno Silva. Mike, I have a question with Molina's outstanding performance yesterday against Daniel De Silva. It feels he's already a top-ranked fighter in the flyweight division. Am I crazy thinking that? Even though it's only a second fight in the UFC, I really think he's that good. Yes, I. He's not gonna have a number next to his name anytime soon, but yes, I think there's Wait, a top, lot to be what? excited about. Top, he top. feels like he's. He feels like Jeff Molina is a top. Ranked guy in his. Oh, just a top rank. He's a top five. I was like, I was like, take it. Easy. Top ranked, yeah. I mean, again, he he was already getting votes in our uh, in our rankings uh, after one UFC. This was his second UFC fight, right? That was number two. Yep. Yeah. After his first UFC fight, I, I think maybe it was you. I don't know if you were the only one, but uh, in our fighter, if people go to our rankings, mmafighting.com/slash rankings, uh, you will see in the also receiving votes, Jeff Molina's name is in there. So, someone, Mike Heck. Thinks he is a top 50 fighter. And I think someone else, I don't think you were the only one. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I, I throw him in top, my top 15. He's mm-hmm. legit. Christian Lee. Where are we at here? What's going on? Okay. If I could wave a magic wand, I'd have Vittori jump in on short notice and take on Sean Strickland and MSG. Yeah, Probably doesn't course. make sense professionally for Vittori. No. But marketing-wise, I think there's an opportunity to really win over the mass amount of fans. Coupled with how he handled this week. And then if he could jump on a pay-per-view short notice. 
since it's highly unlikely and the rest of the top guys are booked, I'll instead go with Marvin Vittori versus Luke Rockhold, AK. Oh, but uh, you you said earlier Vittori probably needs to take some time off after that fight, so maybe that timing makes more sense for him. But it probably it does, feel does. Like, right? It does feel like one of those guys should be next. I think so. I think. Uh, Christian says, since Dana was adamant about Paulo staying at 205, I'd like to see him take a step back and fight someone unranked first, Paulo Costa versus Alonzo Menafield. Mm-hmm. And then Christian Lee likes Mason Jones versus Jared Gordon. I like that fight too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fine fight. Uh, last one, Jaron Kawada, Caceres versus Volkanovski. Just give the man the belt already. Dude got KO'd and still won. I love it, Jared. I love it. Realistically, though, Caceres versus Yusuf, Trinaldo versus okay. Dalby, Negu Mariano versus Khalil Roundtree, Rodriguez versus Meridoff, reschedule Martinez versus Nathaniel Wood. All good selections. We have the best listeners in the sport. So good. On to you, AK. God, these guys are so good. Uh, we have a late Otno point claim, by the way. Someone literally, as we're recording, just messaged me. And normally I would I would say, you know, and, and we record a little bit early today. People should know when they listen to this, we record a little bit earlier than usual. So I should I will allow this. MMA Heads, one of our premier Instagram fight pickers, uh, who also does contender series picks, said for this was after the September, the week of September 15th, Joelton Almeida versus Danilo Marquez, which apparently is going to happen February 5th. So definite ought no point for that so people uh if you want to start sending like picks for these contender series guys that's a that's a good way to that's a sneaky way to get a point because <laughs> other than him and 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 ruffles uh and maybe a handful of one or two other people not everyone's making picks for these contender series guys so i know i'm inviting a real s storm of uh of picks here but uh the more the merrier so if you guys got the if you guys want to know a way to get points there it is so mma heads that is an individual point for you sir sir or madam uh the most popular picks by far this week. I saw Vittori Strickland, as you mentioned multiple times. I saw it as well. Costa Kutalaba. Everyone's with you on this one, Mike. Tok, Tok Girding Jensen, our man in Denmark, saying, Welcome to light heavyweight, Paulo Costa. I know that I could be harsher on you, but I want to see you fight for the Meathead Championship of the World as your first fight. So that's why Paulo Costa versus Yuan Kutalaba. Uh, the other one I actually saw, not as popular, but uh, Costa versus Johnny Walker, which again you had mentioned. Uh, da- everyone's saying, for the most part, Dawson versus Glenn too. Uh, Hayes Bethard, keep trying to get that hashtag going. Hashtag run back all draws. Um, and uh, I also saw a little bit of, of uh, you saw this as well, a few people just saying, let's move on from that mat- uh, matchup. And I saw Glenn versus Giagos. Uh, a few people like that one. Casey Carpenter calling that Spartan versus Gladiator. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark, again, picks were all over the place. Um, some of the more popular ones, Stephanie Egger, Lena Landsberg, Sarah McMahon, Josie Ann Nunez. Um, Caceres had a bunch of popular picks. Uh, Burgos, Quarantillo, winner or loser, uh, some mixture of that. They're fighting UFC 268, November 6th. Caceres versus Mitchell. I know your guys mentioned that a bunch of times. And uh, the one I saw the most, Caceres versus Andre Feely, which for me is, I, I, I think he's in the UFC rankings. He's not in our rankings. Um, so I think he might be ranked in the UFC's top 15. So uh, it certainly applies. And it's really? just a fun fight. Yeah. No, is he he's in the not. UFC? He's not, not in the UFC's top 15. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that fits the criteria for a lot of people, but I did see that one um, suggested a lot. Maybe they view him as ranked. He's a fun, he's a veteran, he's a fun guy. Uh, and then uh, Nego Mariano versus Chukwe is very popular. Uh, Jones versus McDessey. Uh, Mason Jones, excuse me, versus McDessey. Uh, and a lot of uh, Pickett, uh, Jamie Pickett versus Dusko Todorovic. So there you go. There's a lot of heat there, UFC. Get on that one. Uh, we have some good comments for Jai Herbert matchups. Um, 
Herbert versus Mike Davis, uh, with Barry O'Reilly saying Davison go on a bit of a UK tour as he beat Mason Jones, and then if he beats Herbert, he can take on Patty Pimblett. So creating a little story for there, a little gimmick for him there. I like that. Always fun. And uh, Herbert versus Stevens, Michael Conifer. I'm talking about. I'm mentioning Michael Conifer a lot here. He said, "Jai definitely not French. Herbert is a lot of fun to watch. Seems to have an interesting personality." Based off of that uh, interview he gave, so uh, him and Bang, him and Stevens would be a banger. Big step up, but a banger. And then uh, when I I responded with Jai Herbert, he jokingly <laughs> said he would like to see uh, Herbert versus Air Jordan. But uh, I believe the official pick is Herbert versus Stevens. So, and uh, yes, for uh, for Jeff Molina, Tyson Nam, a lot of Tyson Nams. So uh, let's go now to yeah individual picks. Michael Conifer, he also liked Mason Jones versus Jim Miller. Again, we don't know what Jim Miller's plans are. He'll fight anyone. I like it. Uh, Onama versus Charles Rosa. Uh, he said he's definitely here to stay. Uh, speaking of Onama, if his nickname isn't Ugandan Knuckles by his next fight, I'm quitting Otno forever. Okay. Uh, we'll just see how good he is if he can break Charles Rosa's win one, uh, lose one streak. Well, a Mr. 50 50 guy, if there ever was one. Uh, Matt Bradbury, a couple of Bellator picks here. Fedor versus JDS. So he wants to go in a different direction. Bring in uh, bring in Dos Santos and Tim Johnson versus Said Soma after that uh, that uh, impressive but also weird win over Vitaly Minikov. Uh, Martinez versus Nathaniel Wood. This was supposed to happen in September. Uh, what are some other good ones here? Uh, Pickett versus San- Andrew Sanchez. Rodriguez versus uh, Cummins. Oh, Zach. Zach Cummins? Zach Cumming. What did I just do here? Zach <laughs> Cumming. I think I, I wrote that wrong. I think I was I was thinking about uh, our Patrick Cummins for some reason. Sorry. Zach Cummings. Excuse me. Uh, Trinaldo versus Nico Price. Caceres versus Sudi Yusuf, as has been mentioned. Uh, Victoria versus Rockhold. And then he said Strick- Strickland. Uh, should just fight someone else, fight Jack Hermanson. Sure. And uh, Costa versus Craig. He says a bit, Paul Craig, a bit of punishment for Paulo. Hashtag Paulo on Paul. So <laughs> I'm into that. MMA heads, great stuff here. Dawson Moicano, Glenn Selecki, uh, Rodriguez, Duran Wynn, uh, Tabitha Ricci, Sam Hughes, Pickett versus Abu Zaitar. Molina versus the O'Day Osborne Vergara winner. I think that's another way to go with it. Two other guys who, again, are unproven in uh, flyweight in the UFC. Uh, Vergara still, this will be his debut, I think. And Moicano Marcos? is booked, by the way. Oh, who's Marcano fighting? Uh, Alex Hernandez, February 12th. Oh, okay. Uh, Marcos versus Loma Lukbunmi, Cheyenne Bay's loser, November 20th. Uh, Martinez versus Yaya Kang winner, November 20th. Uh... Contender series matchups as well from MMA heads. Again, get those points. Johnny Parsons, Dwight Grant, Piera Rodriguez versus Maria Oliveira, who just fought, who just lost in this card. Caio Baraglio, Baraglio versus uh, the Andre Petrosky, Hu Yao Zong winner, UFC 267, October 30th. And uh, is Armin Petrosian, Mike? Armin Petrosian yep. versus the Alexa Kamer, John Allen winner. UFC 268, November 6th. So, all right. Well, great, listen. Great. If, if we're going to yeah. do that, do it. Do if it. We're going to read that. I'll read out M. M. Ruffles 115. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Parsons versus Mickey Gall. Uh-huh. Pierre Rodriguez versus Sam Hughes. Uh, Kyle Braulio versus Abu Azaitar. And Armin Petrosian versus Carlos Ulberg. Good Lord. Wow. I feel like we got an MMA heads Ruffles rivalry going on here. So, they, we got it. another. We're making a card here. We're making an Otno <laughs> card. It's getting personal. Uh, Carlos Torres, Buckley Cazares with uh, Clark versus Josiane Nunez, Nego Mariano versus Roundtree. You mentioned that before. I really like that one a lot. 
Mike Heck versus the entire community of Haddonfield after your your slander <laughs> of the community for for their inability to handle the scourge. I of would Michael Myers. I would whoop that Haddonfield ass. He is a, he is a supernatural being. They are just a small humble town, Mike. How can you be so hard on them for being that he's been plagued by this guy for years? I would win. I would win. I would outsmart these people. I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I would outsmart these people. Based on how easily uh, Michael Myers has handled this town, you think Michael Heck would have no problem? Yeah, it's 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 like it's like you. I'm trying to think of like a, a great example of this. It's like the movie Bloodsport. It's like the movie Bloodsport. You ever seen Bloodsport? Of course. Okay. Remember when the American, the biker guy, Ray Jackson, like punches Chong Lee yes. once and he's celebrating yeah. like he won like, the freaking yeah. tournament? Like this is Haddon. That's the, that is exactly Haddonfield in this movie. We won. We punched him once. We won. <laughs> it's over. You're dead. Let us turn like, our collective backs to to Michael Myers. <laughs> Idiots. Well, uh, well, I, maybe, maybe it's Mike Heck and uh, Hall- what's the next one going to be called? The Halloween ends. This is Halloween kills. Halloween ends. Perhaps we'll see a Mike Heck cameo, uh, and uh, you can help. You can help Michael Myers dispose of these people in a more <laughs> efficient manner. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the Twitter machine here. Uh, on the Twitter machine, uh, we have – sorry, we've got someone just coming in now. I don't know if I have time to read it. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2. Caceres versus Swanson Elkins winner, December 18th. I almost went with this as well because I've pushed Caceres Swanson before. I still think they'll fight someday before it's all said and done. Uh, two featherweight lifers would love to see – well, not well. I mean Caceres fought a bantamweight. Two UFC lifers, I would love to see them go at it. Braden O'Neill, Caceres versus the Tukugav – Ramos winner on UFC uh, 267, October 30th. Negamariano versus Ed Herman. Uh, Herbert versus Alex Silva. Four Corner Sports NY. Rebook Martinez versus Aaron Phillips? Or you think uh, this win kind of... Martinez can kind of move on from that matchup? I don't mind it. Yeah. Marcos versus Hannah Cyphers. As far as we know, Hannah Cyphers is still with the UFC, right? She has not been... Uh, as far as I know, yeah. How strange. Uh, Herbert versus Roosevelt Roberts, uh, Pickett versus Duran Wynn, Mason Jones versus Clay Guida, win, lose, or draw against Leonardo Santos December 4th. That'd be kind of fun. And then uh, I I like this one a lot, too. Maybe this is why I made a note here to read this. Uh, Costa versus Dominic Reyes. And uh, Four Corner Sports NY says, according to Ali Abdelaziz, he was told that uh, Costa would never fight at 185 again. And if that's true, like when Mike said, uh, it will be Costa's easiest path to a title coming off two losses in a row. So it only makes sense to match him against a fighter who's also lost two fights in a row in, in Reyes. So that's the thinking there. I, I don't mind that at all. I think Reyes would be noticeably bigger. Yeah. But as we keep saying, uh, Costa's, Costa's a pretty big guy. Probably, in the, you know, again, ideally a 195-er if that division existed. But And then uh, Vittori versus uh, Adesanya, Whitaker 2, loser. Uh, we kind of discussed this. Yes, if Whitaker lost, it would make a lot of sense. Uh, Adesanya, I don't know, uh, maybe not, not, not as likely. Dustin Gedko, Mason Jones versus Mark O'Madson, Rodriguez Muradov, again, a lot of that. Uh, or maybe he's the only one who supported me on that. Uh, Trinaldo versus Prazeres. I like this as the former lightweights, uh, uh, old Brazilian dudes, super muscular old Brazilian dudes who can't make lightweight anymore facing off. I think that's perfect. Um, Dawson versus Vince Pichel. Molina versus Daniel Berez, who was on Contender Series earlier this month. Uh, Mike did not win a contract, but I guess is I guess is a talented guy. Maybe could be next for Molina. So th- that looks like a sort of Molina building plan. Okay. Terrence Lavrette 
throwing uh, Tabitha Ricci right into a Tisha Torres matchup. Wow. <laughs> it's right in there. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't like it, but... <laughs> no. Come on. I mean, you get like, Tisha's winning fights. Like, we got to give her something. She's winning. Yes. And I... And I, I don't like it for, for Tabitha Ricci. I don't think Tabitha Ricci's ready for that. No. This is like her, se- this is like her seventh fight or something. No, she was. She couldn't keep... She had a hard time keeping Maria Oliveira on the ground. What do you think you could do with Tisha Torres? Come on. Anyway. Build uh, her up Terrence, a little more. I appreciate the the, uh, the respect you have for uh, for uh, uh, Tabitha Ricci. But, and uh, also he proposed Marcos versus Angela Hill too, which I love. I actually love Marcos. Ronda Mar- she beat her first round submission. First round it's submission. True. That was a long time ago. Uh, and I think Angel is a very different fighter now. I think Angel Hill would would love to get that win back. I, I would hope. So very good thinking there, Terrence. So, I like uh, it. The Ricci Torres one, bit of a head scratcher. Torres Hill too. You're on the money. Liam Perry has a question, Mike. Okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, he says I know you guys have your global rankings, but this only goes up to top 15 in all organizations. Is there any chance you could do a full UFC rankings? So uh, uh, Liam, as you should probably know by now, I do keep a secret rankings of. All the fighters in the UFC. Uh, I don't do one with all, a, glo- a full global rankings, just UFC. And he says, I only ask this because I use Topology, which is because we referred him to. However, he says they are crap. Uh, Topology is not crap, sir. Topology is an amazing website. However, uh, he doesn't. He disagrees. He says they have a Tory 14th, which he doesn't like. Uh, he says Gaslam is ranked higher. For ranked fighters, it's easier because he can refer to the UFC rankings or our global rankings, but makes it harder for lower ranked guys. So he's, he's finding it hard to find that right, that perfect site to fit his needs. Okay. Uh, um, go ahead, please, please. Go to what's what is it? Fight Matrix. I like often to have like Tapology is great for seeing who's fighting who. Their rankings suck. Like it's bad. It's oh, it's you bad. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Their rankings are are awful. Oh Damian Maya for Damian. Our friends at Tapology, by the way, we love your site. <laughs> I think they know this. Like it's all. It's I, I don't think they do it themselves. Um. It's not fan It's not. It's not uh, reader generated, is it? I think it is. Oh gosh, no. Damian Maya was like the number two ranked welterweight like earlier this year. <laughs> oh my! Uh, for rankings and just kind of looking at things as a whole, especially outside the top fifteen. If I need to like dig deep, I like rankingmma.com. Shout out to rankingmma.com. Oh, is that what? It's, maybe that's one of the sites I'm thinking. Oh, that's a really good site. Yeah, they do. They do a nice job. Oh yeah, I love. Okay, okay. I was thinking of them and Fight Matrix. I love them both, uh, but I do love Ranking MMA. Yes, RankingMMA.com. Shout out to them. They have UFC rankings, non-UFC rankings, world rankings. I just, I don't, I just saw historical rankings. Um, yeah, that's an excellent site for sure. So try that one. Try that one, Liam. Might be a little more to your liking. Uh, some of the picks Liam threw out there. But Tory versus Till. I don't think it'll happen next. And I know they were supposed to fight at some point before. I do think it'll happen someday. So maybe not next, Liam. But, of course, there's a lot of heat. There'll be a lot of heat if those two ever matched up. Uh, Dawson Akparast, Trinaldo Worley Alves, Negu Marianu versus William Knight, uh, Rodriguez versus Puna Soriano, Herbert versus Devontae Smith. Worthy, I like this one. Worthy, common worthy, Michael Johnson. Uh, what did he say here? Worthy's now in a three-fight skid. Uh, he showed promise at one point. Indeed, he did. If he does not get cut, he should fight Michael Johnson, who's on a four-fight skid. Loser leaves town. Winner gets a little bit of that uh, confidence back. So I agree, Liam. Uh, it's a harsh thing to say, loser leaves town, but that's kind of where they are. And that might be true for this other matchup he suggested, Marcos versus Karolina Kovakovic. Uh, I think even with this win, I think Marcos is on thin ice. I think if she lost to Karolina, I do think um, 
she might uh, get her walking papers. Carolina definitely would. I think that might be the last fight for Carolina. And uh, Martinez versus Eddie Wineland. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I have Wineland just ahead of Martinez in my own rankings. I'm sure some people have already dropped him out of the top 20 or to however high that is, top 30. I still think Wineland is uh, a, a high-level bantamweight. He's just a bit past his prime. That's the kind of guy Martinez should need to beat to, to move up in the rankings, I think. I think. Steven Breiter... Uh, I don't want to. Okay, uh, Herbert versus Yoros Medic, Pickett versus Andreas Michalidis. Whether uh, he's fighting uh, on, I think he has an opponent, and he says wh- whatever, wh- win, lose, or draw, uh, he should fight that. He still likes that matchup. Rodriguez versus Tom Breeze. Tom Breeze, his schedule is so consistent. Who knows? Um, he likes the Dawson versus Fajera rebooking. I know you don't like it, Mike. I'm sorry, the, pe- the people that I'm saying they're, they're they're thinking about it. Glenn versus Malarkey, super fun fight. Uh, and uh, he's with me on Costa versus Gustafsson. And he said, at first he said, Costa should have been cut for being a schmuck. So, strong language there from Stephen Breiter. <laughs> Hayes the third. Uh, let's see what we got here. Costa versus Uzdemir, whatever. He, he likes that instead of Ankalaev. He says, win, lose, or draw. He'd rather he fight Uzdemir. Clark versus Kian Zed. Uh, I assume he meant a rematch. They did fight before. Uh, Trinaldo versus Matthew, uh, Jake Matthews, Jeremiah Wells winner, December 4th. Uh, let's see here. Mason Jones versus Demir Hadzovic. I like this matchup a lot. Yep. Um, he says, Jones came out with a well-earned, well-deserved win. I feel like my biggest takeaway from this, though, so this is an Onama love here, is that Onama will be interesting to see at 145. Uh, so they just want to give Jones uh, the rematch with Adam Patrick. He also thinks that's possible. Um and uh, just he, he, I wouldn't want to see it. I wouldn't mind it just see him to see him just get a potential showcase fight with some beef behind it. So he's, I think, his official submission, Hadzovic, but he says that they do Alan Patrick rebooking. Makes a lot of sense. And then he goes to some deep cuts. I think he just wants me to read these out. Pickett versus Kapilov, Durayev winner, UFC 267. Herbert versus the Bahamandes, Rongju winner, February 26th. And Marcos versus Nina Nunez, Amanda Lemos, uh, loser, December 18th. Jonathan Martinez, Randy Costa, uh, Tony Kelly winner UFC 269. I, I, great speculative matchups. I some of these I didn't even know were happening. Uh, <laughs> Fedor, he'd like to see Fedor rematch of Verdum if they can get uh, Verdum, of course, to sign with Bellator. And uh, also, if he said if Rumble Johnson goes up to heavyweight, is willing to go back up to heavyweight, him versus Fedor. Uh, I don't know. It could be a fun fight if Fedor wins. I would hate to see Rumble Johnson knock out Fedor in his last fight. That would just be so depressing. Yeah, and I don't think we can match make for Rumble right now. Yeah, we don't know what his health problem is, right? Could go for a long time. Seamus Law, uh, Vittori versus who, whoever he wants after being an absolute gangster and telling Costa, I'll meet you at any weight, and then beating him. And then he says, Costa versus the wine calories. What do you think this for Grant Dawson, Mike? Dawson versus the Fazeev uh, Riddell winner, December 4th. Uh, don't mind. I would probably give him the loser, actually. Okay. Uh, more speculative ones here. Trinaldo versus Chaos Baeza winner, November 13th. Rodriguez versus Adolfo Vieira. Terman winner, UFC 270. Mason Jones versus uh, Alvarez. Uh, Tiago Moises winner, November 13th. Some good stuff there. Um, let's move. Oh, and uh, Fedor versus Barnett. Uh, who am I reading? Seamus Law. He wants to see Fedor versus Barnett. Um, the fact that it didn't happen uh, is one of the lost excitements of the MMA world. Of course, what's supposed to happen at a uh, Affliction show once upon a time. If Bellator is anyone with any type of brain, that's the next fight for Fedor. I don't know if I go that far. I think there's other fun matchups, but certainly a good one. It's top three. 
Yeah. Thomas Collins with me, Clark Alexis Davis, Mason Jones Malarkey, Herbert versus Kazula Vargas. There's a name I haven't heard in, in, a, in a few months. Uh, Toke Gerding Jensen, Trinaldo versus Shavkat Rachmanov. Like we said, he could be in a could be in a, a gatekeeper role. Molina versus David Dvorak. Uh, let's see what else is a good one here. So Mason Jones versus Jeremy Stevens to make Mason Jones into a bigger star with a bigger name test. I don't know if uh, Jeremy's going back up to lightweight anytime soon. Marcus McGay, he calls us the Italian heel face turn edition of Ought No. <laughs> Rodriguez versus the Phil Haas, Chris Curtis winner, used to 68. Uh, Herbert versus Brandon, the human highlight reel Jenkins. That's a fun one. Marcos versus Pollyanna Viana. Ricci versus uh, a woman who just fought uh, last week, uh, Juarez. So, uh, almost done here. Barry O'Reilly. <sighs> Mikey did it. He said Martinez. Versus Usman Nurmagomedov. Oh, Barry <gasps> O'Reilly. No, it is Umar. Usman literally just fought at Bellator. Unless you're saying they pulled some sort of coup. And Usman drops about 45 pounds. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and suddenly signs with the UFC. Uh, I assume you meant Umar. So, guys, this, guys, this has got to stop happening. This is, should, be, should I add this to the, to the, to the disclaimer? Don't confuse Usman and Umar. This it is, might have to be. Might have to be. <laughs> New rule. Marcos versus uh, Ariana Carnalosi. Oh, there you go. Bar- Barry O'Reilly is the one who I first saw. Molina versus uh, Hadley, so I love it. Mason Jones versus uh, Patty Pimblett. He says he's been calling this one. For- he's said it before. He's saying it again. Uh, Should have seen it in Cage Warriors. Both more mature, both better now. So e- even better to book it now. Uh, Negu Mariano versus Jorge Gonzalez, who people might recognize his name. He was supposed to fight Ike Villanueva twice. Um, so he said, screw it. Uh, Negu Mariano just beat Villanueva. Let's give him Jorge Gonzalez. I like that. Trinaldo versus Pajeda, Dawson versus Mateusz Gamrat, and uh, Glenn versus Vince Pichel. Let's go to my lone email. There's one email this week, Mike, from Casey Carpenter. Thank you. It's a, for, for saying, it's a lovely one. First, thank you to Mike, Jed, Ariel, the rest of the team for the podcast and great articles on the website. Excited for the, the, the Between the Links tournament. Uh, say, and and uh, they're saying, I assume they're speaking to me. You're definitely my dark horse pick. Uh, definitely a live dog. Thank you, Casey. I, I hope so. I'm, I'm always a live dog. Uh, might be crazy. I actually prefer uh, Joe Martinez over Bruce Buffer. You are not crazy. I'm in I'm in the uh, Martinez over Buffer camp. Mike, I think you are as well. I am in the Martinez should do every single fight night and Buffer should yes. do the pay-per-views. Okay. So you, you, you like them both. And I agree. I, I'm not totally against Buffer. I just think Joe Martinez better. I know our own Damon Martin also feels strongly about this. Uh, Casey says they've been watching since WEC uh, when they were in college. So that's why big, big fondness for Joe Martinez. Uh, and definitely thinks Paul Felder and Mike Bisping are better than Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier. Uh, you won't get any arguments here on that one. Uh, this one's that stood out for me here. Dawson versus Clay Guida. That's a matchup he's been wanting for a while, I think. And then uh, Clark versus Chiasen. Again, I, I'm trying not to push her up the rankings too far, but that might be a fight that Chiasen would take. I like that fight. I'm yes. fine with that one. And uh, this is what they had to say about Fedor. I want uh, Fedor to fight either Overeem and Barnett. I know it's 10 plus years uh, too late, but those two and the Randy Couture fight have to be his biggest what if fights in his legendary career. Looking forward to the next two weeks with super stacked cards and uh, Astros will win the World Series in a sweep. So nope. that was for you. That was for you. Nope. The Braves will win. Braves are winning that nice, series. I told you this was a nice email. <laughs> yeah. Super nice. Is that it? 
on to the next season, Mike. On to the next season. Yes, that is it, guys. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee, on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee, and uh, email alex.lee at SBNation.com. Michael? We are exciting. This is exciting stuff. UFC 267 is next week in Abu Dhabi. Jose Youngs, our own Jose Youngs, is already on the way. As John Anik would, would say so eloquently, wheels are already up. He is on his way to Abu Dhabi. For UFC 267, Jan Blachowicz versus Glover Teixeira, the main event for the 205-pound title. Piotr Jan versus Corey Sanhagen for the interim bantamweight title. Islam Makachev versus Dan Hooker. Alexander Volkov versus Marcin Tybora. The return of Hamzat Shimaev against Li Jingliang. Magomed Ankalaev versus Volkan Ozdemir. Amanda Hibas versus Verna Jandaroba. Zubaira Tukagov versus Ricardo Ramos. Albert Dureyev versus Roman Kapilov, and then a whole bunch of very long names. Very long names. AK is going to get out of here. Alexey <laughs> Amir Khani, Mustafaev, Ulanbekov. Yes, all your all your favorites. All your favorites. John Anik is going to be studying like a madman. Oh, he's on it. Office. He's on it. He's all over it. He's a he's an expert. He's on it. Really wow, good card. Is, Fight Island is back. Fight Island is back for one wow, week look only. Look at that. At least for this time. But I have a feeling with all these new mandates, we're going to be seeing a lot of Abu Dhabi cards in 2022. Yes. Loaded show next week, recapping UFC 267. The week after that, we get UFC 268. So we're going to have a couple of bangers right here on the program. But until then, everybody, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun next week on a loaded on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.